All right, thank you for being back here tonight. Make sure we leave our Bibles open to Romans chapter number 16. We're going to look at something. If you are particularly a guy, you struggle with something. Following instructions, okay? Uh, We put things together. You know, here's how guys think, ladies. When we're putting something together, it's like, I don't have time to read the instructions, how many of you guys are like that, right? <clears throat> I mean, it's like, <clears throat> how hard can it be to figure it out? It's only 150 pieces. And so uh, you, you follow the instructions. You, like, you just kind of get into right in the middle of it. <clears throat> now, Ikea has tried to help. They give you a set of instructions that's like in 125 different languages. And it's all just these weird pictures. And uh, so we just get into it, you know, <clears throat> hope that the parts are out there. But I don't know <clears throat> about you guys, but I can guarantee you that <clears throat> there have been times I've, I've finished things and I look down and it's like, was this supposed to have extra parts? Is this supposed to lean like that? Or you get towards the end, it's like, how come that piece won't go in? Well, usually what happens is we get the point and we start looking back over the instructions. And it says those two pieces you put in, one of them specifically had an L on it. And another one had an R. That means left and right. But you know what our problem is and why we struggle with that? If you'll look closely in a set of instructions, somewhere, somewhere, there'll be something that says something like this, like, warning, please completely read all of the instructions before you start to put it together. And it's like, I should have saw that first. That would have saved a lot of trouble. What they're saying is, hey, listen up, this is... Super important. This is something you need to know. What I'm about to, what they're they're saying, what I'm saying is this is, that word warning means listen. This is, you have to get this. This is vital to what I'm trying to do, what you're trying to do. It sounds a little bit like what Paul is saying at the end of the book of Romans. (coughs) Romans is a very doctrinal book. You get to the beginning of the book, and it lays out very, very clearly. It talks about the gospel at the very beginning and our responsibility to get the gospel out. And then it starts to kind of lay it out for us. In chapter 1, it talks about the depravity and wickedness of man. By the way, if you read the last part of of the book of Romans, chapter 1, you might as well just put a a little label on there for 2023 right? It talks about, it talks about um, uh, things, I, I don't want to say it in church, a certain form of moral depravity. I don't even want to say it. I don't want to say it with, in a mixed crowd, but it was a country overseas that just legalized it. It talks about all this gender confusion, uh, particularly in <coughs> marriages and all that nonsense. I, I always say, like, where's that stuff in the Bible? It's like, start with Romans chapter 1. It talks, here's one that's a struggle. It talks about this whole nonsense and this worship of, worth, of, of earth that we have. The, the, the nonsense with the uh, uh, global warming. And I'm not trying to be political. If you want to believe in global, global warming, go ahead. But, um, you know, it's funny. <coughs> when it's hot, it's because of global warming. And when it's cold, it's because of global warming. It's like, where do you, it's like, that's like saying, you know, 
Um, with, if I have an argue with my wife, when she's right, I'm wrong. And when she's wrong, I'm wrong. It's kind of how it is right there. You can't win. And by the way, I've kind of figured that one out. That's probably why I've been married so long. But all this, it's, it's just hilarious. You know, you, first you can't eat meat. And by the way, if you want to be a, a, a vegetarian or a vegan or whatever you want to be, a dirtitarian, I could care less. Okay? Really, no, that's our choice, right? Some do it for health reasons, and I'm, knock yourself out. Um, <clears throat> but what's happening now, all this creation worship and all that stuff, now it's like, you know, not only, here's where we are, are our country, and this is a commercial. Invite someone to church. Don't be that guy. But <clears throat> here's where we're at with that. Not only is it like, well, I don't want to eat meat, but because I don't want to eat meat, you can't. And cows are killing the, are killing, uh, the climate. And now they're going after farms. Now, I'm not a brain surgeon, but I know if I can't eat meat and I, eat, I can't eat stuff that's growing from the ground, what am I supposed to eat? McDonald's. Okay, good. Anyhow. <coughs> But the point is, <clears throat> those aren't specific problems. Those are more a, um, they're, they're more symptomatic of man's depravity. We look for everything to give our life to instead of God. Because we're so depraved and we're so sinful. But then Romans gets into the consequences of our sin because sin does have consequences. But thankfully it leads us to the plan of salvation. And once we get to the plan of salvation, Paul kind of turns the corner, and now he starts to the process of sanctification. If you go through the book of Romans, you can very easily just split that whole thing up there, and you can see all of it. That's how Paul, in a lot of his books and epistles, if you read those, you're trying to understand them, you can always understand that for the most part, the first part of the book, he'll deal with doctrinal issues, and the last half of the book, he'll deal with practical issues, how to apply that into our life, because that's why we learn truth, to apply it into our life. Now, another, another, I'm going somewhere with this, another part of Paul's epistles, and it's here in Romans too, you know, the first part is, hey, greetings, and I, I thank God for you, and I'm praying for you, and then when he gets to the end of the book, he's thanking people and putting it all in a nice little package, and Romans chapter, Romans 16 is no different, but after 16 verses of that, Paul uses this little phrase that I like, I beseech you, I beseech you. Now, it's used in another place, okay? He uses it in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. But that's kind of what he says, beseech you. He goes, brethren, I am begging you. It's almost like the instructions in the, when you're putting something together. Warning, okay? Listen to this. You have to get this. He goes, he says, this is really important and I want you to get this. Because his heart for them is laid out. Look at verse 25 and 26. Because <clears throat> this is what he's trying to get us to. <clears throat> And that's the thrust of the, the whole book. At the end, he's just tying it together. And here's what I want. He goes in verse 25. Now, in, now to him <clears throat> that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of mystery, which was kept sacred since the world began. He goes, you know what I want? He wants to establish us. <clears throat> we, the power of the gospel, and it gives us a new, a new eternity, and it gives us a, a, a new life, an opportunity for a new life. He says, I want you to be established. I want you to be firm in your faith. By the way, isn't that a good, a good thing to be, to, to be? 
Not just saved, but we are, we, are, we are settled in our faith. We are strengthened in our faith, and it's who we are, and it's who we will be for the rest of our lives. We're not, we're not just a flash in the pan. He wanted them to be established, firm in the faith. So, in the verses before that, where he said, I beseech you, he's giving a warning to something that would, I believe, keep us from being established in the faith. <clears throat> That's his goal, be established. But if you're going to be established in something, it just stands to reason that you need to be careful and understand that there are things that would keep you from being established in the faith. Those are the things you need to be careful and he's begging us to understand that. So <clears throat> what is he trying to get us to understand in these verses? Let me lay it out for you, and then we'll look at a few things. We won't be long. The, he's talking about the influence in our life that could change what we believe or how we would be, behave and cause us to not be established in our faith. See, and understand, I'm not trying to be negative, <clears throat> But, but we want all the good parts of being established in the faith, and we need those. But at the same time, we need to be over here watching for the things that would eat away at that faith. Well, a strong foundation. Look, they thought they had a foundation when they built that tower in Pisa. They didn't realize that the ground was not suitable for that until it was too late. And that foundation could not handle it, and the thing started to, to lean. And hundreds and hundreds of years later, they had to spend millions upon millions of dollars to, to, to fix it so it didn't go down. We have the foundation that is in Jesus Christ, and that's the foundation we need. But you do realize there are things that will kind of try to chip away and get us off of that foundation. And so we need to be careful. So what <coughs> is <coughs> Paul telling us. He says, I'm begging you to be firm in the faith, and there's two things he wants us to understand. He wants us to understand, first of all, and let me explain it, that we have enemies. Now, when I'm talking about these enemies, it's in primarily in people that we allow to have influence in our life that we should not allow to have influence in our life. <clears throat> now, I'm not saying these people specifically are bad people in a sense, although some could be, and there are enemies in that way. They're actively going at us. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying when someone has the, law, the wrong kind of beliefs, if we allow them influence in our life, that influence is our enemy. How many of you understand what I'm saying? Because the Bible tells us flesh and blood, they're not our enemy. Okay? There's a lot of politicians I have a lot of problems with. There are a lot of people in this society that are pushing things that are just anti-God and beyond evil, but they're not, they're not, they got that from Satan. And it's that influence and that belief that's trying to chip away at us, but so often that influence comes to our life by way of people who don't know any better. Now, some of them do, and I'll, we'll get to a few, little bit of that. So what do we got to do? <laughs> we have to understand that. Paul says in verse 17, I beseech you, brethren, here's the words, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. He wants them to be careful about associations in our life. By the way, let me just say that. We need to be careful about that. We need to be careful who we allow influence. We are to love everyone. We are to care about everyone. 
We're to get the gospel to everyone. We ought to be friendly, kind, and peaceable to everyone. But that does not mean that we should allow them to have influence in our life. Big difference there. Big difference there. I look back early into my life and a lot of the stuff I got into before I was saved, and <coughs> it's, it's my fault, but a lot of that stuff I was introduced to or I started down that direction because I was with people that influenced me to go that direction. I allowed them that influence. We have to be careful. There are two sides we have to watch, and we're going to, as we go through the scripture briefly in a minute, we'll see that, but we're under attack from a spiritual side. Christianity is getting worse and worse and more and more watered down. There's a lot of false beliefs and watered down doctrines and nonsense that's being peddled as Christianity under the guise of trying to be more palatable to those who aren't saved. By the way, that does not work. Do we understand that? I remember Pastor Esposito, when I was uh, <coughs> younger, <coughs> before I went to the um, to what, before I went to church with him on Easter Sunday and got saved, he took me to another church service. It wasn't even a church he was going to because they were having a Christian rock concert. And he knew I liked that kind of music. So we went. And we went there. And, you know, the guys got up there and they, uh, they, they played whatever they were playing. <coughs> and then afterwards, the guy gave some watered-down message. I remember it. It did nothing for me. And pastor's like, what do you think of that? I don't even think I told them the truth. I would have said, the groups I listen to do the world better than they do. It, it didn't convict me at all. But before I got saved, there were many people that shared the gospel with me. And they were straightforward, right up front. They did not hide it, and it convicted me. And after a short time of being convicted, I'm like, I need to trust Christ. We're not doing people a favor, and that's what we're trying to do in Christianity. We'll pull verses out of contact to support all. We think that if we are just in, step in line with everything that's going on there, people will beat our doors down. I don't know about you, but when I went to church, you know what I wanted? I wanted something different than what I was living. I wanted something different than what I believed out there, and I expected to get in at church. And guess what? I wasn't disappointed because I went to the right kind of church. Let's be very, very careful. <laughs> you know, there's, there's two sides to it, right? We look at the side of people that, was, that are way over the top in the other direction. These people are way too watered down. These people are finding things that are wrong that God doesn't even know that's wrong. People uh, rejoicing over people that died that didn't know Christ. There's nothing to rejoice about that. Years ago, I saw in, uh, George Bush, I think, senior died, and they were all happy. It's like, really? He's in hell. He gets what he deserves. There's no Christianity in that. There's none whatsoever. But that doesn't mean we water things down. But we're under attack not just from the spiritual side. <clears throat> now we're under attack from the worldly side. They lie about the scriptures. By the way, don't watch History Channel. Well, I mean, if they're talking about history stuff, okay. But man, when they're talking about the Bible, they know what they're talking about. It, it, it's, it's sickening and disgusting what they're trying to do to peddle what's... That didn't go very well, by the way. It's sickening and disgusting. Oh, here, let me just throw this out. This won't be... You know, don't watch Bible-based shows that are produced by the world. I remember as a brand new Christian, I remember I'd been going to church for like three months and I went home and they had this series on about Peter and Paul in the book of Acts and I thought, I'm going to read, that's going to be great. I'm a brand new Christian. 
just read my Bible. And it didn't take a while. I'm like, that's not in the story. And I had enough common sense to turn it off. But now they're, look, they used to say, <coughs> you, you heard Jesus and Mary Magdalene. He wasn't, he, that was his wife or that was his girlfriend. How many of you heard that? Now you know what they're saying? Jesus and John. Jesus and his men, he was gay. That's, if Mary Magdalene was blasphemy, the other is blasphemy as well. The world doesn't know anything about Christianity. So we have to be careful about our influence. He tells us a couple things about that. He says, first of all, he, we need to know what the solution is. <coughs> we need to know what we can do to make sure that we're not influenced the wrong way. He talks about detection. Look at verse 17. He goes, now, brethren, <coughs> and I got to hustle here. Now, brethren, I, now I beseech you, brethren, next two words. What? Mark them. Mark means to, uh, to observe, to make note of. He goes, you, 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 look, we're so naive in everything we do. We are. I, I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted that, that we just take anything the world throws that seems to be, you know, whether it's that fake Asbury, Ashbury revival. Oh, all the Christians, oh, look, God's working. No, he wasn't. Not one bit. Look who was running that thing. This, this dumb movie, The Jesus Revolution. Let me explain it to you. I already mentioned a few weeks ago. It's garbage. Lonnie Frisbee, who started the Jesus People Revival and started contemporary Christian music, was bisexual drug addict while he was preaching. They're not going to tell you that. Look at all this fruit. What fruit? They preached a watered-down gospel by a man who cheated on his wife with men and party till two in the morning with them, and then they go preach in their services. They don't tell you that. By the way, I knew that years ago, thanks to John, before that movie ever came out. They're whitewashing that. And Christians are all, oh, revival's coming. If that's revival, keep it to yourself. <clears throat> I know this, if the world's for it, there's something wrong. But we have to, we have, to have a little more discernment. Observe, take heed. <clears throat> Here's the point, and we'll move on. The deeper we grow in our faith, the easier it is to detect those things which just aren't right. Right? Remember Proverbs Bible Institute class, if you were in there, right? Three people I talked about. The wise man, the foolish, and who's the one in the middle? Simple. Foolish man de defies and ignores God's principle. The wise man incorporates and lives God's principle. The simple man doesn't know he's on the he's on the he doesn't know yet he could be he could be simple towards the wrong way or he could be simple towards the right way but he just doesn't know and so why look if we've been christians for a while we shouldn't be simple we ought to look at it and say that's nonsense we ought to be able to see that detect it be very careful another thing we need to be careful of part of the solution is watch for division it says, which cause, <coughs> verse 17, which cause divisions and offenses. Divisions means dissension or discord. Be careful for Christians that are contentious. Always trying to stir up trouble. It's a problem. Because they'll drive a wedge between you and anything spiritual in your life. <coughs> they'll be critical about the church. I had relatives when they're like, 
you know, they didn't really like church, but they couldn't, they couldn't deny what was going on in my life, that I was different. Sometimes people will come to church, oh, you know, you guys and this. By the way, whenever someone's coming to church here, let me just throw this at you. And we don't have a lot of it, but it could happen, I'm sure. They don't come to me, they'll come to you. Well, you know, you guys, I'm like, hold on, don't you go to church here? Us guys? What if someone in my family said, you know, <clears throat> if Jack comes home and says something about, well, you know, you guys, I'm like, wait, aren't you part of this family? Aren't you just part of what's going on here? That, that's, that, <laughs> here we go. You guys equals criticism's coming. Don't listen to it. Now, <clears throat> sometimes I'm not, it's not critical if we notice something that needs to be fixed. Amen? That's why we're having a security meeting. We're trying to fix some things and make sure everything's good. That, that, I'm not talking about that. They'll just say things. Um, by the way, when I say this, whenever someone's critical, I always just say, well, what's their lifestyle like? It's usually not godly. People that are critical about the, li- about the way you live. Why do you have to do that? What's the just, just constantly. What are you, Mother Teresa? Not if you're a guy. I mean, you know, unless you're confused about that. You know, look, just be very, very careful. They're, they're critical about our school or about any of our schools here. I don't want to hear that nonsense. Okay? That just be very, they're critical about other Christians. Be very, very careful about that. The word offenses was used of a stick that they would use to trap prey. So when someone's being critical, they're doing it for a reason. Well, pastor, they they legitimately had something that needs to be fixed. That's fine. What do you do in that instance? Go to the person that can fix it, right? You know, look, if I'm having a problem with my wife and I'm not, going to Chuck isn't going to help. Like, Chuck, pray for me. She's struggling this week. Okay, that's not working. We go to the problem. I'll talk to her personally after the service. It'll be fine. And then also he he talks about we need to be careful of doctrine. Listen to this. Contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned. Doctrine's very important. By the way, our church believes very specific things. And if someone comes to our church and says, Pastor, there was a guy here one time. He came one time, and I respect him. He came here. He was brand new, and he said, he was a Christian. He came to me and goes, you know, Pastor, he goes, I, I love the church. He goes, I've been to a few services, love everything about it. There's just one doctrine we have a difference with. And he told me what it is. And I'm like, you know what? That, it wasn't, to me, that was not a, do, do, a doctrine to exclude him. I said, I have no problem with that as long as you know where we stand and you don't ever bring that up to anybody. He said, you know, that's just what I believe. It's not a big deal. I'm moving. I, I, I won't. And it wasn't a big thing. You know what I'm saying? I can respect that. But listen, when it comes to our core doctrines, let, let's not, let's, let's, I'm not, with that I won't put up with. I will cloud up and rain. And by the way, we're not, we're not Calvinistic. We're pre-tribulation. All those things. <clears throat> Say, well, yeah, I just believe God chooses some for hell. Well, okay, you can believe that. Just do two things. Don't tell anybody that. And let's go soul winning. If you're willing to do that, I'm good. But see, you know, all the, well, you know, you just misunderstand grace. Well, why don't we come and we'll read Romans chapter 5 and Romans chapter 6 together and you can explain it to me. Okay, so, but look, if, I'm not trying to be mean, right? But, <coughs> like, <coughs> that's like me going to an Italian restaurant and saying, brother, where's the burgers? 
I want a hamburger. It's like, it's, it's an Italian restaurant. Why don't you guys serve burritos? It, it's, it's, it's an Italian restaurant. If you want a burrito, go to a hamburger joint. And by that, I don't mean McDonald's. If you want a burrito, go to a Mexican restaurant. Okay, if someone doesn't believe like we believe, God bless them, go find a church that does believe like you believe. And that's between you and me, and you, that'll be great. <coughs> we see that <coughs> in the Bible. Think about the book of, think about the, book of uh, the, the Galatians. They came in with false doctrine, and Paul said, hey, we got to deal with this. Okay, and that happened. From the early days of the church, it's happened. We mentioned Galatians, Gnosticism. That's not Christianity. By the way, some of the false doctrines, Bibles that came out of Alexandria were because of the Gnostics. Do a little bit of research. The Thessalonians, a false teaching about the end times. Well, we're already in the, the, the trap. It's already happened. We're in, the, we're, we're in the tribulation. And on and on and on. Jude. People getting in and trying to say, change salvation and justification. We need to be careful and watch down for doctrine. Whether it's watered down doctrine or over the top. And then he says, <coughs> if we're going to have a solution, we need to understand how we can detour. He goes, and, this is not me speaking, this is God, avoid them. Let it just turn away from. I'm not saying hate anybody. I'm not saying people are bad. I'm just saying if, if they're against what I'm for, I'm just not going to spend a lot of time with them. There's someone that doesn't like my wife or my family. I'm not hanging around with them. You're, 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 I almost said you're dead to me, but I don't want to say that. So I'm not hanging with you. Okay, you don't like my family, I'm done. Okay, you don't like Brother Roll? Let's go get dinner. Okay, but my family, no. But we let them do that. You got to stay away. My mom all the time, I'd get in trouble all the time as a kid. So who are you hanging around with? You know, I'd say, oh, it's Bobby Carr. And she didn't realize two things. Number one, if I was in trouble, it was because of the Espositos. But Bobby Carr lived down the street, right? So I could throw him under the bus. Or it was me. I was the bad influence. Why are you guys doing that? I was a Bobby. It's like, that kid's just bad. He, he, she didn't know it was my suggestion. Okay? So it's like, but be, she's like, hey, watch who you hang around with. Be very, very careful. <coughs> they can be harmful. And then he tells us, not only do we need to know the solution, we need to know the situation. In other words, let's not be blind in our lives. Let's know what's going on. Let's look, and I'm not saying we judge people, but, but <coughs> if we're around people, we can tell if they're going to be good for us spiritually or not. And let me just say this, and, and, and it's going to come out of, uh, out of the, some of these verses here. It doesn't matter if they say they're Christians or not. It doesn't. Well, you know, the, they're a Christian... And they do this. We dealt a little with that last Sunday night, did we not? It doesn't, I, look, I don't judge what's right or wrong by other Christians. I judge what's right or wrong by the principles of Scripture. Okay? Because if I'm judging what's right or wrong by Christians, it's because I want to do what's go, what they're doing. Right? We have to be very careful. Check, the, check their dedication. Look at verse 18. For they, are, for they that are such, these things he's mentioning, Serve not our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not what a person says, it's how they act. And that's just it. You know, I tire of, um, of, these, of, of Christianity, uh, of these Christians that are famous. How often do they let the Lord down? I don't know if you guys caught it, but <coughs> at the end of 
of, of one of the Bible studies a few weeks ago at my house. Well, I wasn't there. We were out of town. But you guys still came over to my house to have Bible study. I wasn't even there. And uh, it was fight night. One of the guys won, and afterwards, I want to thank my Savior, Jesus Christ, and he saved me and all this. Did you hear what he said the next day? He started talking profane. I'm like, what happened to I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? And then he's calling this guy stuff I couldn't even mention in a bar. Did Jesus, like, take a break the next day? So it's not what people say, it's how they act. I'm not saying that guy or any of them aren't Christians. I'm just saying <clears throat> maybe they are, but I'm not going to let them influence me if they're acting like that. I'm going to be very, very careful. I'll love them, but they're not influencing me. No way, Jose. It has to be backed up. Dedication. They serve not. I don't care what it, well, I love God and, 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 you know, well, ask yourself, how are they acting? And here's another one. Are they serving? <clears throat> I have found, and I'm, I'm trying to help us tonight, and, I, and you're the core, and we don't have a lot of problems, maybe because I mentioned this kind of stuff is why we don't have problems. But, um, you know, if someone wants to chirp about the church, I just, well, where are you serving? It's funny that those that do the less want to, tell, want to tell us how to do what we're doing. Well, you know, I'm not good at serving. I'm just an idea person. Why doesn't the church do this? Like, because we're not. Well, I think we should. Okay. Would you like to? In our staff meeting, and these guys will bring up ideas. I, I think this might stop them from bringing up ideas. Here's the concept. If you birth it, you bathe it. Hey, I think we should do this. Great idea. Why don't you give me a game plan and get that started? Okay, I'm not going to do it. So they want to be critical, and they don't do anything. Ladies, you want to, and you, got, you don't. <coughs> Chirping, I'm just telling us let's be careful. But like, you know, a lady that wants to be critical is like, hey, have you ever been in the nursery? I don't want to go in the nursery. It's like World War III. Okay, it doesn't have to be. You know, do you ever help on a bus route? You ever hand out a track? You ever go soul winning? You help out in your Sunday school class? You ever taught a Sunday? Are you in the choir? By the way, if you can't sing, don't want you. Okay? <coughs> but <coughs> let's just be very careful. It's not what a person says. By the way, let me just say this and I'll move on. Even on social media. You know, look at a little profile. Jesus lover, wife of loving Christian, and then you know what their post is going to be. What's wrong with this jerk? I'm like, hey, what happened to a Christ lover? Or, you know, Philippians 4.12. And then down there, it's like, you might want to read that verse. Be careful. Also, check their desire. <coughs> it says, for they serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. It doesn't mean they're belly dancers, okay? <coughs> Here's what he's talking about. Let me read some verses. It's in Philippians chapter number 3. He says, Brethren, <coughs> be to followers together of me. Romans, uh, Philippians 3, verse 18, eight, uh, 17 to 19. He says, Brethren, be followers together of me and mark them. Look at that. Which walk so as ye have us for an example. See how they're walking and are they following the correct example? For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping. And by the way, I'm, I hope... I'm not trying to be mean. My first and foremost thing is that I need to protect myself. Even if I'm sad that others aren't walking for Christ. You understand that? I can't let a desire to help somebody allow me to lower myself to a level that's beyond what God would want me to. 
That they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly. What does that mean? It doesn't mean they're worshiping their stomach. It means they're, they follow their desires. Their God, <coughs> remember a God or an idol or is whatever you, you worship, you ascribe worth to. It's whatever you give your energy, your effort to. Whatever gets you. That could be your own things. Right? That's what he's saying there. And so let's be very careful. So what we do in cases like that sometimes, we want something, we want to do something because that's our desire and we'll try to shoehorn scripture to make it fit so that we can do that. Do you understand? The phrase I use often, a man's, uh, a man's morality will usually dictate his theology. Uh, the, the way we want to live, we'll find a reason in the Bible to allow us to live that way when the fact of the matter is we know the opposite should be true. Our theology ought to dictate our morality. So be very careful. And, and, and all these things are good for us. Let's not our desire be out of control. And then he says deceptive. <coughs> he says, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. You know, some people just aren't good at, at, at debating or whatever. And you get some smooth-talking person, and they'll throw, well, you know, history tells us this, and you can't prove it right then. Well, you know, I just, and you can't prove it right then. Or they'll give you some verse, they yank it out of its context. By the way, let me share a thought with you when it comes to beliefs. You cannot take one verse and build a doctrine on it. You know, someone showed me a verse, like, well, this, this proves ado- abortion, this proves this. What about the, first of all, it doesn't, but what about the 75 verses in the Bible that specifically forbid it? If the Bible speaks to a subject and you won't find one verse you think overthrows it, you've misinterpreted that verse or you're misapplying it. The Bible works as a whole. Do we understand that? We don't just yank something out of its context and say, there it is, run with it. The whole Bible fits together. And you have to understand that. So, we have (coughs) enemies, but let me just say this for two or three minutes and we're done. But you also have energy. He says, for your obedience has come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf. See, it, it, it sounds to me, if you read this, he's given them all these disclaimers, things to watch out for, and then he talks about their obedience. It sounds like maybe it wasn't a problem at that time. But it was something he wanted them to to be careful of so that it did not become a problem. And he really gives us a solution there, what what we said this morning. How the word of God bears fruit in our heart. It has to be mixed with faith. We have to obey it. God sows the seed in our heart. If we want fruit, we can't just hear it and say, hey, I got some seed. No, you got to let it germinate and you got to believe it enough to actually do what God says. So how do we have energy? Three quick little thoughts I'll I'll throw at you and we're done. We have to know the right things. He said, but I would have you wise unto that which is good. Philippians 4.8, you know, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, and he listed all. Let's know the things that are good. No, that didn't go well. Let's know the things that are good. We like the things that are negative. You want to get someone's attention? Three words. Did you hear You, oh, really? You want to get there? Did you hear about? You really want to get their attention? Did you hear about so-and-so? They're like, no, but if you tell me, I'll pray for them. <laughs> okay. Come on. That's the flesh. That's who we are. We shouldn't do that. <clears throat> but we know all the things we shouldn't. And we're ignorant about everything that's good. 
We know more about social media than we know about Scripture. We know about our favorite, oh, I'm really going to meddle now. We know more about our favorite athlete than we know any Bible character, you know. Well, I'm glad when David killed uh, Bathsheba. He didn't kill Bathsheba, it was Goliath, okay. Yeah, I mean, he got a shotgun, he took him down. No, 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 he threw a rock, okay, just so you know. But we know more about that than we know about the Scriptures. We know more about how sin works then we know how righteousness works. Well, you, we had a guy in this church years ago. Well, <clears throat> you're sheltering these kids from all the stuff going on in the world. How are they going to make it? That is the most ignorant statement ever. My kids aren't ready at a small age to fight that. Well, yeah, they could if you put, okay, give your five-year-old, as Joseph said here, give your five-year-old a key to the car and say, bro, have a good time. Figure it out, man. I don't know how to drive. The more you drive, the better you'll get at it. No. I don't want them to know that stuff. And I'll just throw this in. Christian education, uh, commercial number 75. You'd be shocked what they're teaching your kids. No, no, no. My kids go to a, a good school. Um, here's the word for that. Quack. <laughs> the school may be cleaner. <clears throat> it might have newer classrooms. But what they're required to teach is garbage. You might want to check what's in the libraries. You'd be shocked. There's pornography in there. Yeah. No, no, Pastor. California's a conservative state. We would never allow that. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And then <coughs> let's know the good things. Let's avoid the wrong things. Simple concerning evil. We know more about that which is wrong than we do know about what is right. As I mentioned with the schools, this is statement is not, <coughs> is not uh, mine. It's a guy named Vody Bachmans. He said, we send our children off to Caesar's institutions and wonder why they act like Romans. And let me add this, why they believe like Romans. Go ahead. Send them somewhere where they're constantly taught the garbage of this world and they're constantly taught that everything you're trying to teach them is wrong, and they come home and they hear you say things, and they come to church, and it's like, that's a joke. Because we cannot undo in three hours a week what they're being taught 35 hours a week. Do the math. Be very, very, and by the way, let me just throw this. Also, what you're letting them watch, okay? <clears throat> I'm going to say this, and I'm, I, I guarantee it's true. I haven't studied it. Our children know more about that, what is, that which is wrong than our children did 40 years ago. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Netflix just had this little cartoon. How many of you saw that clip with cows? One of the cows walks up to another cow. <coughs> she called her by name. The cow said, that's not my name. I want to go by the name Fred because that's how I feel. And my pronouns are I don't want pronouns. If you want to refer to me, refer to me with adjectives. Awesome, super, okay. <laughs> but it's like, and the other cow says, I'm so sorry that I, I, I said wrong to you, Fred. If you believe that stuff, go try milk in a bowl. Tell me how that works for you. Okay, we're moving on. It's everybody, you got to be so careful. Careful, careful, careful. And then lastly, let's, and this is a good part. <clears throat> Await the main thing. I like verse 20. 
And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. And by the way, Satan's behind all this. He's the liar of all liars. He has got our society to buy into all these, these idiotic lies, and people are perpetuating them. They, by the way, they cannot defend them accurately. But you know what? Satan's going down. Sorry. God's keeping score, and guess what? We're on the right side. And that's why we need to spend our time and our energy standing up for that which is right and encouraging people that don't know Jesus Christ to come to the right side. Amen. That's our purpose in life. That's it. That's why our theme is now is the time. We don't have time to play games anymore. This world needs the gospel and it needs the truth more than ever. Let's get on board with that. Amen. Let's get on board. But we'll never be able to do that if we're not being careful. Let's be careful. I'm very careful about who influences me. I'll listen to news. I'll listen to some sports things sometimes. Guys will start talking. They'll get off and left field about other things. It's like, click, you're off. Now, you want to tell me why the 49ers are going to lose next year? I'll listen. And I will cheer. But you want to tell me your political views and all your nonsense? Click. That's what's wrong with our schools, by the way. They don't teach math anymore. They, they teach morality. But anyhow, I already talked about that. So what's the point for us? Let's live for eternity. And let's be careful about being influenced by anything or anyone that would cause us not to live for eternity. Let's stand together if we may. I want a couple minutes longer than I planned. I'm sorry about that. Let's stand and just bow our head and close our eyes for a minute. <coughs> What's the point? Paul said, hey, listen, listen, I'm begging you. I'm begging you here. Let's be careful. By the way, it didn't seem like maybe it was a problem. Maybe it was. Seemed like most of them were doing well. But Paul said, hey, we got to be careful. Who's going to influence you? By the way, I, I've done, I've been here 30, I think we're 35 years this year. I've done every job in the church now except the Spanish ministry, and I don't want it. <laughs> because all I would do is say, let's eat. Vamos comer. Vamos orar. It's about it. And I can just tell you, whenever people start to go sideways, it's because of the influences in their life. Let's be careful. And, and I didn't say it, and I'm not going to preach it, we're done. But the opposite is also true. Positive influences. I want to be around people that push me to spirituality. I want to be around people that push me to the right things. That push me to yield myself to God, to God and love Him and love others. That's what I want. But i got to make sure the others don't creep in piano is going to play. If God spoke to you, why don't you come? It doesn't mean you're a bad person. Maybe we just need to say, Lord, help me. Make sure my gates are secure. Make sure I'm watching for my children. Make sure I'm watching for myself. I know you work at places where people will say some crazy things. Don't hate them, but don't let that seep into your mind. Be very careful. we got to serve the Lord. The time is getting short. Our salvation is nearer now than it's ever been. And I don't want to trip at the finish line.